It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. We thank you for listening once again. We know you have a lot of other options out there, like the recent podcast on thermodynamics, which was very interesting, I'm sure. We know that many people use our podcast to assist in sleeping. When they have difficulty sleeping at night, they can put on our podcast. And many listeners write to us and say that they have never slept better since they started listening to our podcast. So thank you for that. And uh, now on with the rest of our program. Today's episode is brought to you by Brimley's Coal Fire Toasters. Simply loaded with hot coals for a great taste of an outdoor campfire. Our program director, Obadiah Perkins, would like to bring to your attention this following public service announcement from the United States Department of Murmurs. The United States Department of Murmurs is a branch of the United States Department of Redundancy Department. And now we have a special interview lined up for you all with an interview with the elephant in the room. So hello, welcome to the 2 o'clock show. Uh, it's nice to have a pachyderm in the office here. I know it's a little a little crowded in here, but uh, nice to, to have you here with us. Oh, well, thanks. Okay, tell me... Uh, so you're the elephant in the room that people just don't want to discuss. I, I imagine that must be kind of, kind of frustrating for you at times. Yes, I always feel overlooked. I'm so obvious, but no one will talk to me. They think, well, what can I say to a pachyderm? Hmm, that could be uh, kind of frustrating. So, what is it like to be uh, the elephant in the room? Well, like I say, no one knows what to say. It's very awkward. I just, I just kind of stand there, eat peanuts, and just kind of stand there by myself. Huh. That's really too bad. Um, what do you go by? What, what is the elephant in the room's actual name? Well, I go by many names, kind of depending on the situation, but my real name is Maurice. Huh. That's a nice name, Maurice. Huh. I know I know the elephant in the room is, is something that um, that is obvious to everybody. It's just strange that more people don't want to uh, to talk with you. Um I see that you're uh you're an African elephant. Uh, yes, yes, I'm glad you noticed. Uh, how how could you tell? What's that? The, your ears, they're, the ears on an African elf, elephant are shaped like the continent of Africa. Uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. My Indian and Asian cousins, are, their ears are smaller, but uh, they, they, they feel much like I do, just kind of overlooked and, and, uh, Nobody ever wants to talk about the 
the elephant in the room. That's really a shame. I, I hope things will change for you. I hope more people will think to include you in conversation and and let you kind of be more part of uh, the social goings-on in, in different situations. One question that I have is, how do you get in the room in the first place? Well, I'm just kind of there all the time, and people just ignore me. They just don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. It's so obvious I'm here. I mean, how can you, how can you miss seeing me? Standing there in a crowded room, it's kind of, kind of like missing the sun on a on a hot day. So you just came through the the door, or were you just always there? Was the room built around you? Well, I just come in when everybody else does, and try not to step on anybody. And then, um, then they, they just everybody just kind of ignores me. And, they they know I'm there, but they just don't want to talk about it. Must be some big doors on the room, then. Well, sometimes. Sometimes it's kind of a tight squeeze. Oh, that's uh, that's really too bad. Well, we thank you for, for spending some time with us, and we'll try to get some people to uh, help you back out through the door. We we appreciate your, your time and coming to talk to us, and... Well, I... I'm glad somebody talked to me for once. Nobody ever wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, hope, hopefully that'll change now. We have quite a few people listening to our podcast, and hopefully that will change now. So we thank you for your time, and we shall talk with you again soon. This podcast has been brought to you by Morty's Moats, Drawbridges, and Portcullises. For people who really dislike stray dogs, store-to-door salespeople, and nosy neighbors. And if you don't believe me, listen to these satisfied customers. No more pesky salespeople. My in-laws can't pop in unannounced anymore. The cracks in my moat really keep the neighborhood kids out of my yard. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Don't forget this week's special. Buy three saltwater crocodiles, get one free. You can even order your salt water, your crocs, and your croc food online. Just remember, don't feed them too much. We want to keep those boys hungry. Once again, welcome to Science of the Mind, where we have our call-in session with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer, the famous psychiatrist, and today's discussion concerns chronometrophobia, which is, oddly enough, the fear of clocks. Now, Doc... Doesn't the fear of clocks just tick you off? I don't want to alarm you, but isn't that a bit cuckoo? Wait a minute. Do you have a second to lend me a hand? Aha, uh-huh, I see what you did there. We in the healthcare profession do not care to make light of people's struggles or illnesses. Sorry, Doc. I was just trying to kill time as we wait for a caller. Uh, maybe this isn't a real popular phobia, Doc. By the way... The name's Strottlemeyer. What, what is that? Uh, that is my last name. No uh, kidding. I kind of suspected that, Doc, but uh, is it Swiss, German, Dutch? I'm not sure. Well, why is that? Well, where are your parents from? I was raised in England, but my parents were Irish, raised in India, lived in Antarctica, 
Spain, Greece, and their parents were Japanese, raised in Holland, and lived in New Jersey. Well, it looks like we finally got a caller here. Uh, let's see, let's go to line one. Hello, and welcome to Science of the Mind with Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer. Do you happen to have uh, any questions concerning chronometrophobia, the fear of clocks? Um, yes. Well, I do believe I have uh, the, this fear of clocks. It's kind of interesting. Um, just so happens that my last name is Clock. That's, that's kind of a... <laughs> So much for that caller. Looks like that's the only call we're going to get there, Doc. That's all the time we have for now. So on with our next program here. The following is sponsored in part by Gordon's Doorknobs and Hinges. Making trusted doorknobs and hinges in this family-operated business since 1596. And now it's time for Get Motivated with Emmett Plammer. Hello, Mr. Emmett Plammer. Welcome to the Two O'Clock Show. Um, thank you for joining. Uh, hello, Mr. Plammer. Mr. Plammer. Uh, hello, somebody hello. there. Yes, hello. Thank you for joining us on the Two O'Clock Show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see, to start off the interview, what interested you in becoming a motivational speaker? Well, it's kind of my dynamic personality, I guess. I I just have kind of a, well, I guess you could call it a, a magnetic personality. I just, I just kind of the light of the room when I walk in. I bet. Uh, let's see, we understand you just wrote a new book. What's it called? Um, Get Motivated by Emmett Plammer. Inspiring. Do you expect it to be a big seller? Well, hopefully. Um, my last book wasn't too hot, but I did sell a copy to my mother-in-law and my next-door neighbor, Barney, but um, hopefully it'll be better than that one. Well, uh, how busy does this keep you? Are you touring the country to do your motivational speaking? Well, um, I spoke at a nursing home last month, and, uh, uh, I think I have, I think I'm scheduled to speak at a church in, uh, uh November, I think it is. So I stay pretty busy. Alrighty, speaking of being busy and doing things, uh, what motivational advice would you have for our listeners today? Well, you should, uh, every day, you should get out of... Okay, well, we hope you'll join us again for Get Motivated with Emmett Plammer. The following program is sponsored in part by Peter Piper's Pickled Peppers. Peter Piper's Pickled Peppers are pickled to perfection, pleasantly picked and proportioned, perfect for people on picnics, and are pleasing even to particular palates of picky people pondering peculiar, popping, and popular party plates. Pick some today, provided by our pretty planet. And now Peter Piper's Pickled Peppers brings to you the invention of the week.
Our inventor that we'll be interviewing today is Norman Namron. His invention is called the Flying Wing Suit. Now, we're up on some cliffs. We're at about 1,500 feet high. There's a straight drop 1,500 feet down. And uh, Norman is going to try out his flying wingsuit. We know you can't see what's going on, but we'll try to tell you what all's going on as he tests out his flying wingsuit. How you doing, Norman? I'm doing great, dude. Like, I'm so psyched to try out my new wingsuit, man. That's, that's great. Uh, now, is it true that you worked 18 hours a day for two years developing the flying wingsuit? Yeah, man. Took me like a long old time. What was your inspiration for your design? Like, I saw this cartoon, and there was this coyote, and he had a flying suit, and I was like, that's rad, man. That's interesting. Um, has anyone ever told you that your last name, Namron, is your first name, Norman, backwards? Wait, really, dude? Uh, wow. Yeah, just a, just a little observation there. Now, to whom would you like to dedicate this historic, hopeful flight? To my mom, who uh, never stopped supporting me, especially with pizza rolls late at night. Like, love you, mom. Uh, to my hamster, who died, like, ten years ago, but, like, I kept him in my mind. He was a real motivating factor. And to this one guy across the street, like, he kept getting all mad that I was making noise, but, like... We're chill now, Ch chill now to, you know, good vibes. Alrighty, lastly, um, do you have any words of wisdom you would care to pass along to other inventors, and is your insurance paid up? Like, uh, like, do your, your thing, man. Like, if you want to do the thing, you do that, man. That's profound. That's, that's very profound there, Norman. Okay, we're edging out to the edge of the cliff, and uh, Norman is extending the wings on his flying wingsuit. It's difficult to describe. It's it's a, a suit that clings to his body and has wings protruding out from the left and right shoulders where he essentially becomes the airplane and the wings extend to the right and left probably about 10 feet in each direction from his shoulders. Uh, he's preparing to leap off this cliff and we're truly hoping that um, this suit works. If not, um, the least you can't see what happens. Alright, Norman, it's your chance. Alright, dude, like, one for the money, two for, like, more money, and three because it's rad, dude. you couldn't see that. Okay, and now back to our studio. Well, we thank you for tuning in once again to the 2 o'clock show. We thank you for your time, your consideration, and uh, we're sorry that you wasted the last several minutes with us, but we do appreciate you listening to us, and we hope that you will listen again next time. We try to produce these shows each week for your enjoyment. We were going to interview our program director, Obadiah Perkins, but he wasn't able to make it. But oddly enough, walking by the studio this evening was none other than Jimmy Stewart. Come on in, Jimmy. Would you just say say um, a little quick farewell to our listeners out there? 
Um, who who am I talking to? Um, who, who where? I was I was. Uh, who, who are you, sir? What what is this thing here? Um, you're not you're not Jimmy Stewart. No, I'm I'm Jimmy Bluert. Okay, we're gonna have to talk to that guy out in the hall. He he said that he found Jimmy Stewart, and we're gonna have Jimmy Stewart do our outro for our our program here. We really need to get a security guy at the door. I think we do. It's a problem. Oh, well, I could be your security guard. It would be it would be a promotion from custodian. We have a custodian. I don't know. We have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our outro? I guess. Bye.